Hello, I'm Gail Gibson, performance coach, international speaker, podcast host and author. I thrive on enabling leaders to step up, shake it off and shine. Welcome to my podcast, The Can Do Way. My guests from across the globe have can-do stories of growth, resilience and success to share. You can tune in and be inspired by these individuals who have developed a strong can-do approach. Each one of their stories is unique. Each one of their stories has a key message. In this episode, I'm talking to Maria Hocking, life coach and mentor, trainer, speaker and author, who's based in beautiful Cornwall and as she told me just now, 10 minutes from the seaside. Maria is a highly experienced coach and trainer, speaker and author of two books, Strip Naked and Redress with Happiness, How to Survive and Thrive Through Personal Challenge, and How to Win and Keep Clients. Passionate about travel, Maria hosts an annual adventure personal development experience in northern Sweden, Fire and Ice, Unleash Your Potential Through Adventure. Can't wait to hear more about that as we talk. And as Maria says, having faced a number of hugely difficult periods in my life, I've had to rebuild my life and really discover the true meaning of happiness and fulfillment. I've had to rediscover and reinvent myself. In the process, I developed a strong passion for personal development, and now I help others to achieve happiness and fulfillment. So what an introduction, and there's so much there to explore, Maria. Welcome to the show today. Thank you for having me. It's a delight to be here. Wonderful. So let's start with a short walk through your life. If you can give us a glimpse of your background and how you arrived at helping people find their purpose and way in life now. Okay, so it's been an incredible journey, actually, with some incredible highs and incredible lows, but a wonderful, wonderful journey. So, um, you know, uh, I started out, as many people do, not really knowing what they want to do with their life. I went to university for a year, kind of dropped out as it thought it really wasn't for me. Um, And then I returned home. I got married. I had two children. And basically, I was I was just a really sort of I thought I was pretty happy at that stage. Um, And then after the birth of my second child, I lost all of my hair on my head within just a few short weeks. So if anyone listening to this has got small children, you know what it's like when you just, you know, had a baby and you've got another child and you're trying to be a new mum. And I found this thing happening to me. And every single day I would just watch clumps of hair disappear from my head. And if I was in the shower, they would just disappear down the plug hole. And with every clump of hair that disappeared, I felt like part of me disappeared too. Until after just a few short weeks, I found myself completely bald, no eyebrows, no eyelashes, and in a really, really dark place. And I wallowed in self-pity for quite some time. Um, But then there was just one day where my life changed, and it was in a split second. So I was watching my children play, and I'd had a particularly bad morning. And I was wallowing in self-pity. I was thinking about, you know, how terrible everything that happened was, and woe is me, that sort of thing. And, and in this moment, I just saw my two children and they were playing and laughing. My three-year-old daughter was making my baby son giggle. Just that really pure chuckle that babies have that I've never found a word to describe it. <laughs> you know, and, and, and in that moment, my life changed because I realised that I'd been so busy focusing on what I'd lost that I'd actually forgotten what I had. 
So that was the start of my journey, I guess, through personal development. I rebuilt my life um, and found a higher level of happiness as a result. Uh, found a new career as a fitness instructor at the time and um, really rediscovered me and a really much happier me than I'd ever been before. And so at the time, I was developing all these skills with regards to personal transformation, but wasn't really aware of the depth of what I was experiencing. Um, and then a few years later, I was diagnosed with hip dysplasia, so had major surgery. I spent a lot of time in a wheelchair for a year and on crutches. Um, had a year of chronic fatigue syndrome. And there's another challenge that I'll talk about a bit later on in the interview um, that I've been through as well. So, but all of these challenges have given me incredible knowledge with regards to personal development. And it got to the stage where I'd just been through so much adversity that I realized that I was living much happier life as a result. And I wanted to help others do the same. So that, that's briefly, that's my journey in a nutshell. That's incredible. You know, that's that's two of, as you say, many times when you've had these these setbacks that you've faced and you yeah. found it in yourself through your children right there in front of you. And I wrote down one word when you were talking about that and you said they were chuckling and I understand that chuckle that you, you yeah. said. I've heard babies do it. And yeah. and what you saw in front of you was life, wasn't it? So it was almost a yeah. lifeline from your children to say, you know what, I've got to pull myself back. I've got to do something different. Yes. So when you were when you were facing that first dark place with your hair loss and, and being a new mum and everything like that, you know, you said that your children were was your lifeline to come back. But how did you actually do that? What did you have to do to rise yourself up? You know, the key for me was focus and in that moment of gratitude that I just spoke about, which was, I can still remember it now, it was so overwhelming, this gratitude. It almost like it allowed me a moment of clarity. Um, when I was experiencing more positive emotions, it allowed me to see that I needed something else to think about apart from myself. And so that was when I realized that I had to focus on something new. And it all happened in a split second. I knew in that second that I had to change me. I couldn't change what happened, but I could change me. So it was as quick as I walked over to the telephone and I rang the local college and I was crying on the phone to the secretary and I said, it really helped me. This is what's happened to me. But I need I know that I need a new focus. And so my focus at the time was training to be a fitness instructor. And so I did actually qualify to be a fitness instructor wearing a wig. And I actually branded myself wearing my wig. So <laughs> for that point, oh, yeah, so I actually wrote to all the local newspapers, to radio, saying I'm the only wig wearing fitness instructor around. <laughs> I got masses of free publicity and my business absolutely boomed. Um, but it was stronger than that. There was a deeper message in that. And it was like for people who have le lacking, you know, lacking in self-esteem mm. or confidence, if I could stand in front of a class wearing a wig, then you can come along and give it a go. So, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. And that puts that whole fun element into life as well. And whatever learning that you're sharing with people, you know, and you're just saying, you know what, this has happened to me, but I can get through this and I can yeah. help you get through this as well. So armed with that, um, method of focus that you chose yeah. when when your second issue hit with the hip dysplasia and then you yeah. said the chronic fatigue syndrome yeah. what did you take that powered you through that and enabled you to win through that second challenge I think it was the because I found such happiness through losing my hair which sounds very strange saying mm -hmm. that loud, but, but I actually did 
I knew by that point that actually, even through really difficult times, there is light at the end of the tunnel and there is hope. And I think I have a very strong belief that whatever we're going through, there is a gift in that situation. So, you know, don't get me wrong. When I was first diagnosed with hip dysplasia in hospital, like at 11 o'clock at night, I went to pieces. I literally hit the floor in shock and I just couldn't believe what I was hearing. Um, but after wallowing in self-pity again for a couple of days, I realised I had the tool to pick myself back up. And I thought, you know, this is happening to me for a reason. I'm not sure what that reason is right now, but there has got to be some good in this somewhere. Uh, and it turns out there was a lot of good in that because it taught me so much about overcoming personal challenge and resilience and, and you know, getting up when you're knocked down. Oh, I love that, you know, and I love the words that you said, a gift in every situation. And that that's yeah. all about that can-do mindset, isn't it? It's saying, it you know what, something has happened in my world, but mm -hmm. I don't have to let that define me and I don't have to stay where I am right now. And you, as we said already, you talked about using focus as your tool of choice to help you yeah. move forward, but also you keep you keep building and building and building on that and it's helped you go through the next stage and the next stage and the next stage. Yeah, so as you were, sorry, as you were going along the way and as you built your fitness business and then you were morphing and changing yourself and as you, as I shared in your introduction, you had to rediscover and reinvent yourself. Yeah. What were some of the risks then that you had to take to make that reinvention process real yeah you know and I think it's just about I think the biggest risk that I that I took back there and then was I guess a lot you know it, it's not a risk for me now but back there and then it was just being authentically myself and it was actually realizing that because I'd been through so much I became less worried about what other people thought and more, and more concerned with my own happiness, if that makes sense. So mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I think it's a big risk for anybody um, to step out as they truly are, as their true authentic self, imperfect, with all their flaws, you know, standing in all their glory. And I think um, that looking back, that was probably one of the biggest risks that I took at the time was, you know, this is the new me. Um, I'm stepping out as me. I'm going to try new things in business. I'm going to do new things in my life. And I'm just going to see how it goes. And it doesn't sound like a massive risk saying this out loud, but at the time it really was for me, you know, it really was, is, am I going to be accepted, that sort of thing. And, um, but yeah, so I, I, I do think the biggest risk for a lot of people is, is stepping out as their true authentic self. And um, mm -hmm. I believe that when we're, we're born, we're authentic, aren't we? You know, and we live as a small child, truly ourselves, but then we go through life and we become influenced by experiences or people's perceptions of us. And it's really common to start to morph ourselves to fit who we think we should be rather than who we really want to be. So I think, um, you know, and is it a risk stepping out into who you really want to be? I think actually it's a, it's a bigger risk to spend the whole of your life living as somebody else, to be honest. So yeah. I agree. I <laughs> couldn't agree there. more, you know, <laughs> holding yourself back is from who yeah. you can become. But, you know, the, the first risk you took was putting that wig on and, and ringing yeah. up the papers and saying to the papers, yeah. this is who I am, this is me, and I'm the personal trainer with a wig on. So, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. that's the start of your journey and what a, what a great way to get going. So, yeah. Yeah. When it comes to you stepping into the arena of working as a coach like I do and, and enabling others to find that purpose in their lives and find that happiness and fulfilment, mm. 
what do you do as part of your, um, I'd love to find more out about this, your annual fire and ice adventure. How does yeah. that enable your clients and how does it help them win through adversity, become more resilient, that kind of thing? Tell me more. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's just an exceptional experience. So it's based in um, North Sweden, 150 mm. kilometres from the Arctic Circle. So you're talking temperatures of up to minus 20, 30 at some points and maybe even colder. And um, so the week kind of involves is pushing yourself physically and mentally as well. So participants experience um, sleeping out in a snow hole overnight. They also experience really fun things like husky rides and uh, a, a snowmobiling for the whole day. Um, but also living without electricity and living without water. So you have to melt the snow to actually survive. Um, you know, and there's no, no, no running water at all. So and it's all candle lit and it, it's very beautiful, actually. But there is a lot of challenge involved and a lot of teamwork and a lot of resilience. So and I think that when you're going through that type of experience, it's life changing in itself. But then I also teach the personal development side of things. So I take them on a journey throughout the week. So they're doing the, the snowy activities one minute. And then the next minute they're, they're experiencing my personal transformation program where um, we kind of like help them get naked in a way. And with, as with, you know, with regards to the title of my book, we help mm -hmm. them go back to who they really are, find their truth and then rebuild the life that they really want as who they really want to be. And it is an absolutely incredible experience. You know, it's literally life changing. Yes. Sounds like they'd catch hypothermia if you got them to literally go naked out there yeah. with those temperatures. So, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I've seen the I've seen the running from the sauna into the snow before in films, but I don't know if I could do that myself. <laughs> yeah. But what a what an amazing experience. So what what spurred that idea? Was it something you experienced first and wanted to and you saw it as a, a route to really take people a, out of their comfort zone, but B, to help them come back with some incredible life skills. Yeah, well, it started as quite bizarre, actually. I'm a huge fan of personal growth. And because of my own personal challenges, um, I, I'm always seeking the next adventure myself or the next challenge. And I actually went on a castaway experience uh, to raise money for the Royal British Legion. Mm -hmm. And it was during the castaway experience that I met the the guy that runs a company called Intrepid Expeditions. And so he was really keen on knowing more about the work that I did. And so he suggested maybe the collaboration between me and him, which is what Fire and Ice is. It, and it works really, really well because he's a, an exceptional instructor. He takes, you know, he runs all the winter activities um, and I deliver all the personal development programs. So it was actually his idea um, but he was a bit sort of cautious about it. You know, will it work? Won't it work? And, you know, going back to the risk thing, it's, you know, um, I believe nothing ventured, nothing gained. And I, I knew the power of the outdoors myself because I've always been a really a firm believer in spending time in nature without technology. And I love living like that without, you know, without electricity and without running water. Um, yeah, any chance I get to experience that, I do. So when he suggested this collaboration, I was like, yes, I'm going to make this work. You know, there's no chance this is not going to work. I am going to work morning, noon and night if I have to. But this event is going to run. So and that's how it started. And it proved very successful indeed. I just love listening to you talk about something. You're so passionate about it, but it's, yeah. it's so much more than that because it's everything that you've done through your personal experiences has 
developed you into who you are today and you just want to it's like you want to radiate that to others around you it's very very powerful and you bring a lot of joy into the conversation for me as well it makes me smile when I get to listen to people like yourself who've got incredible stories and that's why I do this podcast is to bring these stories to life and to be able to share them with other people yeah I just want to step into your personal world for a moment if you don't Mm. mind and your children yeah. When they look at you, who do they see as their role model? What do they see? What 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 do you think you are gifting them? Yeah, it's one of those really funny things, actually, because I don't think your children will ever admit how cool they think you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think I'm pretty cool. And I know deep down they think I'm pretty cool. But actually, um, I think that my positivity and my can-do attitude has massively impacted their lives in a very positive way. And I think they have almost grown up with me being like this so mm-hmm. it's normal for them to be the same if that makes sense and you know sure. I'm so proud of them I'm literally so proud of them they are such uh, you know they're very clever but it's not uh, uh, clever people but the the, the most thing, the thing I'm most proud of is their caring and their compassion and their deep thought for others and um you know the ability to share and make a difference in this world and they're all very driven but also very very compassionate and that's something I'm really proud of and I, I don't think that they would be like they are if I hadn't been through what I've been through, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. Your your big reveal had to happen. And I think for so many people that I've spoken to and, and worked with throughout my career as well, it's we have those catalyst moments for a reason. Like you said, there's a gift in every situation and sometimes the darkness really leads to something really, really bright um, yes. in our futures, doesn't it? So It does, completely. And while we're on the topic of personal development, where do you place well-being and wellness in your in your routine, in your mindset routine, and also your physical routine? Given that you were a fitness yeah. instructor previously, yeah, very high actually. And I think that one of the best pieces of advice I've ever been given is you are the most important person in your life. And um, you know, and that's really hard to kind of grasp really when you've got children because they become your priority. Uh, but it actually, if we're not looking after ourselves, then we cannot spill out our happiness and help onto others. And so for me personally, I make sure I exercise regularly. I'm a, I'm a really keen swimmer. So um, if I'm not at the local pool, um, which is shut at the moment, I'm swimming in the sea while swimming. <laughs> and that is really important to my physical and mental well-being. Mm-hmm. But also it's uh, what really helps me to keep in a, a strong can-do mindset and keep up there is to have really positive friends around me. And that is a really high priority for me to spend time with people who make me feel truly alive, to spend time with people who totally believe in me and will pick me up when I'm having a bad day. Uh, and, and to, you know, people inspire me as well. And I think that contributes massively to my mental well-being. Um, uh, and yeah, so, I mean, I'm reading, you know, self-help books all the time to make myself a better person. I'm constantly researching successful people and um, happiness and kindness. And so... I'm literally immersing myself continually in the world of health and well-being. And so I have no choice but to live a happy and healthy life. That's wonderful to hear. And you know, it's part of it's part of who we are as coaches too. I've 
just yeah. finished um, today, actually, finished writing a book on leadership with a co-author friend of mine. And when we, we were talking about that in our final chapter, it's so important to be that constant learner because not just for us as coaches, but for people in life, that the more that we can reach out and we can learn from the people around us, the the books, the podcasts, the, the conversations, all of those things that we can become better human beings. Yes. And it's such a, it is such an inspiration. I like you, I'm a absolutely curious and voracious appetite for continual learning. So it's, it's wonderful to hear that you see that as part of yeah. your self-care routine as well. Yeah, so one of the things that we both do as coaches, and it comes through strongly in, in who you are and what you do, is that pushing people or encouraging people beyond their comfort zones. Now, you do that in your ice, fire and ice adventure, but you've also had to do that in yourself. Yeah. Why, why is it so important to really move ourselves beyond that zone of comfort? Uh, well, I'm a huge fan of the quote, you know, um, living in our comfort zones, we sacrifice our dreams for a comfortable existence. <laughs> and, you know, and I can't remember who the quote was by. I discovered it many years ago. And that's what I truly believe, you know, um, it, we can choose to spend our lives living in a comfort zone and a comfort zone is comfortable, you know, when life is certain and we know what's going to happen every day and maybe we're lacking variety, but we don't really think about it that much. But actually, you know, I want to get to the end of my life and go, wow, what an experience, you know. And I think if we don't step out of our comfort zone, if we don't face our fears and we don't grow, there is a very good chance we'll get to the end of our life and question, you know, what was my life actually about? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we don't want to be that, uh, that cliched um, article that's out there that says the five top things that we regret on our deathbed. <laughs> so let's go and live that life and let's get out there and, and, yeah. and completely enjoy it. Yeah. So let's come to the point in the conversation now. What would you say are your three top tips for listeners? So be it to do with mm. life or comfort zone, pick a topic and let's let's share your top tips. Okay. So the, my first one actually is about belief. And this is something I learned massively through losing my hair. And, and, and what we believe about ourselves may not actually be true. Um, when I first heard that, I was like, what? You know, you're, you're challenging my reality. But actually what we believe about ourselves may not be true. The negative things we tell ourselves about being, you know, not being looking the right way, not being attractive enough, not being confident enough, not being clever enough. They are just our perception, you know. And, and if we find ourselves kind of stuck in a rut or not living the life that we're living, it's I think it's really important to ask ourselves, what is the narrative that we are living right now? What are the stories we are telling ourselves about why we can't have these things or why we can't be a certain way? And I think that, you know, I've, I've learned massively that belief ha has the power to destroy or massively enhance your life. And I think that we, we all need to look at our, our belief and work out if what we're believing is actually true, because very often it isn't, and then work out what we could believe instead to help us achieve the dreams or the life that we really want. And it seems like a lot, but actually it's a really simple process. And when you commit to it, you will really live an exceptional life. Mm -hmm. So that's my first tip. Lovely. Okay, and um, yeah, shall I go on to the next? Would you? Yes, please. Carry okay, on. So yes, yeah. <laughs> my next one's quite a powerful story, actually, and it's to do with our values. And um, about five years ago, we went through another challenge as a, a huge challenge as a family, 
when my husband was diagnosed with a really rare genetic disorder called PXE. And um, six months after his diagnosis, he began to lose his sight, which was really, really, really difficult. And, uh, you know, it's one of the hardest things that I have ever been through, watching somebody you love lose their sight. And it was happening by the day. Um, and because his condition is so rare, we really struggled to get him help. Mm. And it, it got to the point where I found him one day standing out on the decking in the garden with tears pouring down his face because the stars were beginning to disappear. And, and the next day we stood on the side of a football pitch watching my youngest son play football. And he said to me, I can't see which one is our son anymore. Aww. You know, and that still makes me well up saying those words, mm. but um, it was it was such a challenging time. I, I just cannot even describe what we went through. And because we were getting no help medically, I was literally researching all over the world. I was connecting with people all over the world and I was getting support that way, but we couldn't get him um, any treatment. Um, and it, it felt like we were kind of floating in this void. The only way I can describe it is that we were in this darkness and we were experiencing this huge trauma and no one else was really seeing what we were going through. But, and I will say, you know, he, he, does, he has had treatment since, uh, since and some of his sight has been restored, which is good, but it is a progressive condition. Mm. Um, but if we just go back a minute to that, to that void that we were, I felt like we were floating in, um, in that void, in the darkness and the desperation, I really feel that our souls began to speak and they told us, you know, to just live for today. And that was a massive, massive life lesson. And it has been one of the most valuable things as a family we have all learned is that, you know, um, my husband could lose his sight next in the next few months. He could use it in the next few years. We really, really don't know. And we don't know how much of his sight he will lose, but it is progressing. Mm -hmm. um, but the biggest gift in that whole situation was the gift that we were realigned with our core values overnight. We know what's important to us and we live our life by them. And I advise, I advise anybody listening to this right now to recognize that you do not have to wait to be diagnosed with a rare genetic disorder to live the life that you want to live. Um, because for us, you know, we do what we want to do now. We have our lives are massively enhanced because of his condition. We don't wait to go on holiday. We've got a wonderful excuse to travel all over the world as often as possible. We spend more time barbecuing on the beach. We go to the cinema more just in case one day he can't see. Mm -hmm. And we have so much more fun and love and connection and fulfillment as a result. And that's simply because we are living in line with our values. We are living, doing the things that are really important to us, spending time with people that are really important to us. And everybody listening to this, you have the ability to do the same. Powerful stuff. And I'm glad to hear that your husband is um, able to see at the moment. Um, yes. But what a challenge that you've gone through as a family. Yeah, absolutely. But again, there's there's gifts within that, you know, and the biggest mm. gift has been we've been taught how to live. And I thought we were happy before. Now we're really happy. Fantastic. And and there's one more tip I've got to share. And I think that's actually the the power of kindness. And I know that having been through so much adversity both myself and as a family i am so aware of the difference that a few kind words can make to somebody's day and, and i remember when i first lost my hair and i was in a school playground and i was wearing a wig and i felt so self-conscious and this one lady came up to me and she said i love your hair and she genuinely didn't know it was a wig i could tell by her reaction mm -hmm. and she was just so nice to me and she said i looked so good that it made such a difference to my day. And I can still remember that moment to this day. And it was so powerful. So 
it's part of my mission now to share kindness wherever I go through random acts of kindness. And I educate every single one of my clients as well of the importance of this, of kindness and compassion. Because everybody listening to this right now, you have the power to change the world. You know, one act of kindness can change someone's day and it can change their life. And um, I'm a huge fan in teaching the science behind the kindness as well, because I think that's very powerful. But so that's my last top tip is to be as kind as you can and live beyond yourself. Um, live with more focus on other people than, than, than yourself and you will find pure joy and happiness. That's beautiful. You know, it's, I'm sure you have a whole toolkit full of those quotes that you could share, but those are three very powerful things, our beliefs and um, how our values align. And as you say, reaching out and focusing on others and uh, turning it outwards rather than um, all about ourselves. It's very, very important, especially with what the world is going through this year. Um, that outward reach has been wonderful to witness um, in so many countries and the community that's built from it. Let's hope we can hold on to that into the future. Yes, absolutely. And so, Maria, what can we look out for from you in 2021? Any more books on being written yes. or more adventures? Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, well, I've got another book I'm about halfway through at the moment. Um, yep, so I'm very excited about that. Um, I've been writing a lot of that recently, actually. So another book. I'm also doing a lot more coaching outdoors. So um, I'm also really passionate, like about the wilderness and wilderness therapy and things like that. So I've actually done a lot of training this year in learning new skills myself in regards to bushcraft and wilderness. So I'm definitely taking my coaching outdoors a lot more over the next year, and I have been already actually, which has been incredible. You know, combining the elements of nature with with, with change. Um, and also, yes, more adventures, obviously with the pandemic, you know, there's, there's, there's plans in my mind, but I can't actually put those plans into practice as yet until we <laughs> when we can travel and, you know, how sure. many we can take and things like that. But mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I'm still growing myself and I always will be, you know, so I'm always looking for the next opportunity, the next thing to create. And, you know, for me, it's never about the money and it's never about the recognition. It's about sharing my knowledge with others. And if I can find more ways to do that and, and increasing ways to do that, then I will continue to do that because I believe that I have got so much knowledge to give and to share. And I believe that, I, you know, we can all live a phenomenal life. And I think there are so many people out there living um, lives they're not fully happy with uh, and, and, you know, believing things about themselves that just aren't true. And so I know I've got the skills and the knowledge to change that. So for me, it's, yeah, it's constantly seeking more opportunities over the next year to spread my uh, message through my heart and my words. So, but definitely involved in adventure, definitely involved in travel and definitely my new book. Amazing, amazing. Lots of fantastic things on the horizon. So what's yeah. the best way that listeners can get in touch with you? Yeah, so they can go by my website, which is mariahocking.com. And on there, you'll find all the social media connections as well. Um, so, yeah, I'm all over social media. Um, my website's there. And so, yeah, it's, it's quite easy to contact me. And I'd, I'd love to hear from anybody listening to this. Um, yeah, and I'd love to hear your stories and, and what you've been through. And, and because I'm always inspired by other people as well. So I'm always looking to connect. And I, I really appreciate it when people do connect. Fantastic. So my final question for you today is, why do you feel a can-do attitude is essential? Okay, so I think, I mean, it, it is essential, isn't it? And I think maybe it's worth thinking about what a can't-do attitude gets for you. And I think <laughs> <laughs> if we have a can't-do attitude, 
then we lose out on opportunities. We're blind to the experiences around us. We, we, don't, we don't live the life that we deserve. But the can-do attitude, everything just seems so much more possible. It's like we look at the world through new lenses, you know, new eyes. And instead of seeing a limited world, we see so much more. And within that so much more is joy, there's fulfillment, there's happiness, there's awe, there's wonder, there's curiosity. Uh, and I think, you know, we life is so short and we only get a limited time. And so I think a can-do attitude will make sure that we are living the most of our life, living it to the full, maximising every day and experiencing as much happiness as possible. Wow. What a close that was to our interview today. So I just want to say thank you so much, Maria. You've been such an inspiration to talk to. You bring a lot of joy in your message and you have so much energy to give others and to give of yourself as well. And after everything that you've been through, you are you are definitely work, walking and living and breathing the can-do way. So thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. I'm thrilled about the exciting lineup of guests I will talk to in for the rest of 2020 and into 2021. To share your story and inspire others on the can-do way, do get in touch via my website, gailmgibson.com. To listen to stories of can-do success by previous guests like Maria, please visit podbean.com, the can-do way. Until next week's show, do share the inspiration of the Can Do Way podcast with your friends, colleagues and clients and have a fantastic Can Do Day.